you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. And it's Friday, August 25th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, a coach, a mentor, a philanthropist, a vintner, a father and husband and man of the people from whom shines light of permanent joy and curiosity. He is the keeper of an enthusiasm that is both inspiring and infectious. Lucky for us, he pairs that with experience and expertise in the field of NFL football. He's Steve Mariucci, better known as Mooch. Welcome back to the pod, good sir. So I'm a vintner, too, and so I have, 50, I have 56 Merlot vines in my backyard. That makes me a vintner. It does. Thank you. Well, because that's 56 more than most of us listening and most of us talking. Um, are you happy with this year's crop? Is that what you call it? <laughs> yes. Yes. It hasn't been harvested yet. When is that? So it's hard to know if it's when, when if I'm happy are we yet soon? because we got to close it in. Yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon. Next few weeks. Do you go out and sort of check the plumpness and say, "Oh, you ever hey, we're, see, we're uh, a week away. We're the, the Lucille, days away." You ever see the Lucille Ball show when they had our, in, in the, all the grapes in the thing and they were going around yes. barefoot? Yes, you know, that's what we do. Is that for real? Yeah, no. No, no, okay. no, we didn't get the real story there. Uh, we'll get some real stories today. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, pretty simple agenda, really. I'm going to pick this man's beautiful brain on some of the top storylines that have defined this wildly interesting, for my money, NFL training camp and preseason starting with this. I'm going to roll Trey Lance to the right, has time, going to throw back left on the over route. It is caught by Debo Samuel inside the 10, breaks a tackle, touchdown! San Francisco! Okay, Coach, happier days for Trey Lance there, who has been relegated to QB3 on the Niners' depth chart after Sam Darnold was announced as QB2 on Wednesday. I guess my question, I have a few, but the first one would be, why has Trey Lance failed to create a better chance for himself this offseason? Is he unimpressive or is he unlucky? Both. Um, he... He failed to impress when he had a chance to play in the preseason games. We know we know that. We saw that. The unlucky part came where he had his chance last year yeah. when they were when they decided to trade Jimmy G and named him the starter. And they were happy with that decision. And I was at their training camp when he was practicing well and doing all the things that you do. And then the unlucky part is he gets hurt. And and uh Sometimes you don't have any control over that, right? And this year he comes back and he gets hurt. It's been a tough road for him to regain his mojo where he, can't, he had in college at North Dakota State where he had a great season as a youngster and didn't throw an interception all year. That's why a lot of teams wanted him in the first round. Yeah. He's got all the size and all the measurables that you need. And obviously the Niners... <laughs> Traded up for him, and they gave a king's ransom to go get him from 12 to 3. Three ones, Drew. 
three ones and throw in another three while you're at it to go up and get the, the quarterback, the next Steve Young, Joe Montana franchise, well, whatever that is, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and it didn't work out. And, of course, out. you hear it all the time, what's bandied about, that those picks turned into certain players, and it wasn't a linear thing. It wasn't a directly that those picks turned into those players, but eventually those picks turned into Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb. And so, of course, it's easy to sit here today and say, well, I'd rather yeah. have those three guys than a third-string quarterback. Yeah. But you mentioned Mojo. Are we talking about a player that has lost his confidence? And if the answer is yes, how do you give a guy confidence without reps? Because it doesn't seem like he's going to get those reps. Reps. The only reps a third guy will get will be running the scout team, okay, where there's no pressure, read the card, throw it to where you're supposed to throw it, and give the defense a good look. So the pressure's off. Now, they're, they're, they're talking about trading him, all right? Well, that means the next preseason game is going to be important because he's got to show, show something that, hey, this is why I was drafted in the first round. This is why not only the 49ers wanted him in the first round, a lot of teams wanted him in the first round. Yes. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe all of them had him graded for that. They no one is more one. happy to hear you remind the listener of that than Jed York and John Lynch. Because yeah. they are getting a lot of heat today as if somehow this one pick somehow defines their tenure as GMs and front office guys. But the truth be told, we're talking about a team that has made the NFC Championship game three of the last four years. Yeah. They've been in a Super Bowl. This is not, this is not a pick that defines this franchise. In fact, a, a sixth-round pick, Brock Purdy, turns into yeah. their starting quarterback. So, so they that, got the guy, just not did. in the round that they So expected. that should be a wash in some ways. You know, but some people are saying, well, those three ones are, could have been starters right now. Yeah. Yeah. We could have been really good. And, and uh, we could have had Sam or some other quarterback. But anyway, it is what it is. But I hope the kid, he's still a kid. He's yeah. still 23, 23 years, old. years old. That's right. My God, he's, he's like a rookie in many ways with playing time and experience from only one. How many starts in the NFL? Four. He's Four. two and two, and he had he had one season in college. Yeah. That that it, and it's not just the starts in the college and in the pros. It's all the practices that you you also miss, and and that all adds up when you play over time. That all adds up. That's why a lot of these kids who play three and four years in college seem to do a little bit better, a little bit more prepared for the NFL because they have more. Uh, more practice time, more playing time, more start time, the whole thing. But you know what? I hope the kid I hope the kid gets another chance and probably somewhere else. But a year ago, they had this Jimmy G guy over there on the other field. They were going to throw him, to, you know, just trade him away. He wasn't even allowed to practice with the team. Yeah, that's right. And then obviously, uh, because of circumstances, they couldn't get the trade that they wanted. And now there's some injuries. And all of a sudden, hey, Jimmy, we need you to save the day. And he did. So they, they still have in the back of their mind that, hey, you need three quarterbacks on a roster to really cover yourself for an insurance policy, right? So maybe they think, well, maybe we could keep him. He's not that expensive, right? He's still on his rookie contract. But if somebody says, hey, we'll give you a one and uh, he can start a new someplace else, they'd probably do it. But I don't think that's going to happen either. So it's going to be somewhere in between. I think somebody's going to offer them a three or a five or something like that, and they have to decide, is it worth letting them go at 23 years old or just keep them on the roster for insurance policy? Jimmy G never lacked in confidence. Maybe it's the, the dashing good looks. Maybe it's the fact that he has muscle memory of being a successful quarterback, a playoff winning quarterback in the NFL. Trey Lance... I want to go back to that question because Trey Lance, clearly, the eye test tells us that he does lack a little bit of the confidence that we hoped that he would have and that we saw glimpses of in previous days. Mm -hmm. How do you, as a quarterback whisperer, as a coach, re-infuse confidence in a player who is, is lacking it? How, how, does, how do you do that? Trey 
and the nine organization have to get past all this noise. Yeah. Because we are all talking about we it. We are. And the fans up there, and it's in the news constantly, and it's what went wrong, blah, blah, blah. They, you know what? It has to just settle down. We need to start the season with some other quarterback. He's going to probably still be on the team, and he's going to be, you know, behind the scenes. And he's going to be just do your thing. The pressure will be off. And he's got to just get his mind right. And because physically, I don't think his ankle was bothering him. I, I don't think that was the case. But it just looked like the, the, he was indecisive at throwing to somebody that's open or not open or working through his progression in a timely fashion. And it just didn't look right. And, and so he, he's just got to reboot uh, his career, take the load off for a little bit, sit back, watch somebody else do it without pressure of, hey, high expectations me because if they gave up, you know, they sold the ranch to get me. Well, that pressure's off now. And so uh, whether he gets another chance later because of injury at the Niners or he gets traded and he gets another chance. If he, if he gets traded, Drew, I hope he goes to a place where there's a veteran quarterback, somewhere he can sit down and watch and learn and take us like a sponge, just like Zach Wilson's doing. He was number two that year. And now look at him. And now, and, 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 and then Trey it's, was It's three. a new kid. It's a new player. Well, because... He, do you think Aaron Rodgers has something off. to do with it and no pressure? Yeah. Because, so maybe going to a – Where would you like, send him? Where would you send Trey Lance? Uh, Minnesota because that's his home state. Yep. Marshall yep. Uh, High School over there. Yep. And he was very good there. He's beloved back there. And he can sit behind a veteran, Kurt Cousins, for a bit. It's a pretty good team. And then Kurt's not playing for much longer. And maybe he's, he will be ready to go um, after that. I mean, that's one thought, right? However – one other alternative is the trade deadline is not until October. Right. So you, the Niners can hang on to him. They can afford him. And they'd like the money to use with uh, Joey Bo or uh, Nick Bosa. But right now, it's, it's, not, it's not too bad of a contract to absorb. But somebody gets a guy hurt, right? All of a sudden, they're desperate for another quarterback that's got some talent. Um, maybe the trade is better uh, end of September than it is right now. Translation, it may be best for the 49ers to hold on to Trey Lance. It seems that they will probably do that, Coach. I believe that's exactly what you're intimating, that they will do that as long as they can to see if the value goes up, to see if there's a, a more willing and more fervent suitor in the days to come. But the other translation I would offer is this. I feel it from you, and I'm hearing it from you, that sometimes a player simply needs a change a change of atmosphere, a new voice in his head, a new belief in himself, and quite often that will happen in a different city, in a different uniform. And Trey Lance, speaking only for myself, I really hope you get that chance. I do too, I, I, and I agree with you. And I think a new voice and a new atmosphere and new teammates, the whole thing, just start over. And uh, he's not 33, he's 23. 23 years yeah, old. So there's all kinds of time. Yes, there is. now. No time like the present to talk about today's game, which, of course, is against the Chargers. I only have one question about that one. Who's more nervous heading into that game? Trey Lance is expected to play. Is Trey Lance feeling the nerves today, or is Sam Darnold? Probably both. I mean, it's important for both of those it guys. Is, isn't you know? it? And it? And it's kind of silly because Mr. sewn up that number He's one. starting. He's locked it down, and it's like he's, he just knows he's a very confident kid anyway, right? Deserves it. Emphasis on kid, though. I think you and I both agree that he looks like he's probably 14 years old. I think if he walks in the mall, nobody recognizes him. I, I think, think that's so. probably true. Think it, just, may, it may be his think... greatest superpower right now is anonymity <laughs> in public. It's crazy, but uh, it's quite a story. But uh, Brock Purdy has done well for himself. Let's just hope he just stays healthy, you know. Um, Sam Darnold, you know, this is this is a reboot for him. Again, remember, he was a third pick for the similar third yes. pick for the yes. Jets. Didn't happen. Yes. They weren't, but they were not, they were not a good team. 
Okay, then he goes to Carolina, and they're just kind of an average team, right? This is the best team that Sam Darnold has ever dreamt of playing for right here. So he would just – he doesn't hope that Brock Purdy gets hurt, but maybe – Maybe he hopes he transfers back to Iowa State and becomes a GA or something so he can just kind of start for this great football team because whoever whoever the starting quarterback on this team is going to be pretty darn good. And then uh, so he's he's got to show well. He's got to, hey, they named me number two. I got to show that I, I can be the number two and I can start if Brock's elbow gets a little sore. And then uh, Trey's got like, hey, gosh, if I want to. If I want to show that I belong in this league, I've got to play well, darn it. And I haven't done that yet. So it, this is an important game for these two quarterbacks, really it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The next topic, the Renaissance. No, not the post-Middle Age era of artistic, political, and cultural rebirth. No, the Renaissance of Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Coach, I have always liked this quarterback. For me, he's the best thrower of the football that I have ever seen, full stop, and it's not even close. There is a reason that the standard bearer in today's NFL, Patrick Mahomes, modeled his game after this man. Not Brady, not Manning. It was Rodgers for Patrick Mahomes. How good are the feels coming out of Jets camp. What is your feeling about this Jets team with Aaron Rodgers, number eight now, as their leader? So this team, is, it, their, their confidence just just blew up. It's just, it's in a way different level than it has been over the years, okay, by one man coming through that door, all right? Because he wants to be there. He wants to show that he can win a Super Bowl in a place other than Green Bay. He, he knows, Aaron knows, that this team has a hell of a defense. Let's face it. Robert Sala and Jeff Albrecht have put together a heck of a defense that will keep him in every single game. He's not going to have to throw 50 times a game. So, and the young talent they have on this offense is ridiculous with, with Garrett Wilson, the offensive rookie of the year, and Brees Hall, who might have been the offensive rookie of the year had he not been hurt. And Oh, yeah, they do have a defensive back, a corner named Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. I mean, they, this team is loaded. If they can get this offensive line squared away with Mekhi Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker and some of those guys that have been hurt, and they, you know, in the, they drafted Joe Tipman from Wisconsin, the center. Um, he was an Aaron Rodgers fan growing up, all right, from Wisconsin there. And another guy named Carter Warren from Pitt. I mean, this team is is much improved with personnel over last year. Okay, they were seven and ten last year, and they weren't even they they were like they're in shambles, and they're still seven and ten. This team um, is right there in their division. Just so happens it's a tough division. Very. The Bills aren't going away. No, they're not. I was in their training camp this year, and they they got all those guys back healthy. They had I like the best. What you see. They had the best defense in the league pretty much last year's first or second and everything, and and many of their guys were sitting on the bench hurt, and so they're all back. And look out for them. 
you know, Miami's going to be a pretty darn good team. And then, and then, oh yeah, they got that other coach over there named Belichick. Who he, you know, he ain't done yet either. So this is a tough division. But um, Jets are going to have to show up early with this young football team and this new offense, right? Let me ask you about showing up early. If you look at the first four games on this team's schedule, it's nothing short of brutal. Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, and Chiefs. Now, the one upside to that first four is that three of those four games are at home, the only away game in Dallas at the Star against the Cowboys. What do you need to see from this team in those first four games of the season to really buy in on what has been the you know, they've cornered the market on hype this offseason, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And, and, and because it's a new offensive system with Nathaniel Hackett, so it's not Aaron Rodgers learning the system. It's these other players learning the system. And Aaron Rodgers' cadence, he's the best ever at, is, at snap counts and audibles and adjustments. Um, so they're going to be better in December than they are in September. Unfortunately, September is their brutal part. Of, it's a tough part of the schedule, okay, the first four games that you just mentioned. But if they can come out of it 2-2, two and two, if they can come out of it relatively healthy and 2-2 two and two or so, they, they got a chance to really have a heck of a winning record this year because, uh, like you said, they have home games. Um, there's a bit, bit of a surprise element with what their offense is going to look like. It's, it's, you, you go back and look at film of Green Bay sure. three years ago, sure. or what do you do? And so um, if they stay healthy, look out. I, I, that, such a big game to start the season against the Bills. On Monday night. Come on. I mean, Cannot that, wait for I, that there game. are so many good matchups to start this season, and that is certainly one of them. <laughs> if you could only watch one game in week one. I'm sorry, it's not for me, the Chiefs and Lions on Thursday. It's none of the games on, on Sunday. It is, in fact, the Monday night game between the Jets and the Bills. It's a home game for the Jets. Bills coming down the pike. Any early thoughts on that one? I think, you know what, that's a stupid question. Let's just translate what you've said. That's the only, I, I asked the question, you gave the answer. The translation is this, Jets fan and Jets player. Average in September is your friend. You're going to have to be better than average later in the season. But if you can start 2-2, two and two, 500 in your first four games, Coach Steve Mariucci says that is a winning recipe. The next topic, the champs, the Chiefs. The challenge for whom is the increasingly concerning Chris Jones situation. I'm not going to ask you to predict if and when this Chris Jones contract situation gets sorted out. I seem to believe that it will get sorted out. But I'm curious, as a coach, how do you separate yourself from situations like this? You're preparing a team for a new journey, for a new campaign. You're days now away from the beginning of a new season. And one of your key, if not the most key defensive player you have is not there. How do you separate yourself from that drama? Do you merely focus on the guys that are in camp? Or is there a part of you that is working behind the scenes to make sure that these guys know, <laughs> hey, get the deal done. I need my guy out there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had this I had this situation one time when I was with the Niners. It was a Steve Young contract situation. Heard of him, lefty, and, yeah, uh, yeah, lefty. You know, the lefties drove me crazy. You know, I said, listen, this offseason, Steve, could you please just practice with your right hand because I can't really demonstrate left hand very well, and plus everybody else is right-handed. Just work with us here. And I had Mark Brunell left-handed too over in Green Bay. All these right, lefties did, drive me crazy. We don't have it's. Why aren't half the quarterbacks lefties? They're not. We went about five years without a left-handed quarterback in the National Football League. We did all right. I guess so. Business was fine. It was fine, these lefties. Anyway, My son, Henry, a one-year-old, he's a lefty. 
you know already. It's, it's, he eats it, with a it, it it left hand. Clear that he's a left. Holds he's his bottle with one hand. Yeah, he's doing everything with the left. Okay, all right. Left-handed reliever. I figure that's the easiest. That's the easiest that's way good. to make the millions like that I need. My, my mom was left. Home. My wife is left. Please my back to the story. Left. So okay. Uh, so you have the situation with Steve Young. How did you navigate it? So I'm going, okay, and he's venting to me. Well, coach, blah, 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 blah. and I'm going, okay, I love you, man. Okay, and then I'm, I'm right in I'm between, on your side. I'm right in between our front office, too, because they're going, coach, we don't have a lot of money to spend. We are, you know, we're salary cap strong. And so you got to stay out of this. So and, were you talking so, out of both sides of your mouth? Pretty much. And so I was like you in the middle. I was the man in the middle, man, because I wanted Steve and I wanted, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever salary you cap. your room. boss to be happy, I too. I want to have, you know, have enough room to sign a couple players, one player anyway, help right, me out right. here. And then pretty soon they go, Mooch, go take a walk. And so they, they had me leave the room, man, and let the front office handle it. So when I was at uh, Kansas City training camp, I go, Andy, I asked him. I was with her with Kimmy Checks. We had the big storm. Remember, came over oh, us yeah, when we were right, out there. Right. We went inside. Anyway, I go, Andy, I know you got a great relationship with Chris Jones, man. I mean, these guys are tight, right? And I said, can't you just call him up and say, hey, come on, man, we need you. And he goes, and he starts laughing, you know, and I know he would love to do that. And, and uh, any coach would love to, because trust me, the coaches have a better relationship personal relationship with these players than any front office or owner has, right? They know where they're getting paid from, but the relationships are day-to-day -day with coaches. Anyway, he says, well, yeah, you know, Mooch, well, we're going to let Brett Feach handle that, and he's good at it, and then we'll get it done. And, and uh, you know, that's all he was going to say about that because, really, that's Brett Veach's job, and he, Brett's very good, um, the general manager over there at Kansas City. So not unlike uh, Nick Bosa with the Niners where these guys are really good at what they do. Nick Bosa is probably going to be the highest paid defensive player in the league. And Chris Jones is going to be right up there with Aaron Donald when it's all said and done. Now, how do you get there is, the, is not my problem. It's, it's the, it's the uh, general manager's problem, the capologist. Figure it out and you got to project. But if you want the great player, you, you got to pay for him. And hopefully it happens before the season starts. Are you hopeful that it will? Yeah, I am. Next question about the Chiefs. When are we going to stop collectively doubting the Chiefs' wide receiver room? They were just as dangerous, so, if not more so, without Tyreek Hill. And we continue to ask this annual offseason question, well, who's going to be their wide receiver one, when I believe the question really should be, does it matter when you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? Am I overstating it? So, when, you know, I interviewed him too, Patrick Mahomes, and I asked him just that, Drew. I asked him, I said, listen, you guys here still lead the league at, every year in passing yards every year no matter who's out there but it's musical chairs you guys got coming and going receivers like all 87 the time is the fixed point on the compass travis kelsey he's, he's the, the he's, he's the, the common denominator and then but everybody tyree kill's right. gone mccall hartman's gone everybody's gone and then they got marquez valdez scantley now and Kadarius tony and sky moore and then you bring in uh, richie james and it's like i got i said to patrick mahomes how do you rhythm up with these guys fast enough to stay number one all the time. You know what he did? He brought the receivers down to Texas for a month and a half in the, in the off season. They go, you brought them down? He goes, oh, yeah, I, got, I brought them down. And, and, <laughs> and they're throwing and, and playing catch, and then they're playing golf, and then they go to dinner. A month and a half. You know, how, you know what kind of leadership it takes to call up some strangers and say, listen, hey, you're coming down to Texas. I know you want a vacation with your, 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 your friends in high school or college or your girlfriend or wife, but we're going to be working, and he has them show up. 
because that's the kind of leadership, that's how important it is to those guys. And I said, so in other words, you outwork everybody. He goes, well, we have fun too. We play golf. And I said, you probably teach them golf. He goes, yeah, I teach them some golf. Some of these guys can't play. And so uh, they, they have fun with it. But they find a way to work, and they've got a lot of new, new moving parts for that receiving core. But you know what? They'll be good. I'm interested to hear this from you because I think the layperson on the outside who's never played in an NFL uniform or coached on an NFL sideline, we tend to overstate the importance, in my estimation, of chemistry. We always talk about <clears throat> off-season chemistry. Will Aaron Rodgers be willing to do the work that it takes to, to build chemistry in New York? Because we didn't really see him do it with the young guys in Green Bay last year. And chemistry becomes the conversation, especially when guys change uniforms, change teams, you know, introduce themselves to a new wide receiver unit, as is the case with Patrick Mahomes annually, it seems. And yet... What you are suggesting is that the chemistry experiments that go on in NFL off-seasons are every bit as important as we think, maybe more so. Yes, because when you get to a season, everybody is pretty much on the same routine. You, you, are, you have guidelines as to how many days you can practice in pads, what, what your hours are, meetings, schedule, walkthroughs, you know, all that kind of thing, travel. It's very routine-ish amongst all the teams, pretty much, okay? And, and then mini camps, you get X amount of days for OTAs and off-season conditioning. So that's all equal. It, that's, that's what's equal. Well, what's, what gives a team or a player an advantage? It's overtime. It's work extra. And so that's where they're finding this extra work to advance themselves when some teams don't. Some teams, you know, Tom Brady used to always have his guys somewhere. I don't think he had them for a month and a half. No, I don't. But, think he but it might be a, a week, a long weekend, or yeah. here and there. But, but anyway, uh, the teams, the teams that get together in the off season are doing extra work, and it pays off. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. With me today, the coach, Steve Mariucci-Mooch. The next topic is a quarterback that you say is really damn good. A guy who you call the real deal in the AFC North. And listener, he is not talking about Joe Burrow. He is not talking about Lamar Jackson. He is not talking about Deshaun Watson. He is talking about Kenny Pickett. I believe Kenny Pickett probably fair to say and safe to say that he is somewhat overlooked in this division. It's possible that the Steelers are somewhat overlooked in this division. Tell me, tell the listener why we are wrong to overlook and potentially underrate Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. So this kid in my mind is the real deal. Mike Tomlin's the real deal as a coach. This organization is prideful and it wins. And they have, they have a culture there that is, is very conducive to winning. They, pro they prove it year in and year out. It's just amazing, actually. And this kid, and you watched him last year, you know, when you start off, you start off with a rookie quarterback. 
Remember Peyton Manning won three games, uh, you know, his first year. Didn't look great. Trevor Lawrence won, what, three games? Didn't look great. I mean, you, that's what happens to rookie quarterbacks because oftentimes you're you're getting drafted to a team that is needs a lot of work. So Kenny Pickens plays as a rookie last year. There's no Big Ben there anymore. They're trying to find this next guy. And I've always said it's not where you start, it's where you finish. What does that mean? Well, you're going to have growing pains. And all these young quarterbacks are going to have growing pains, except Brock Purdy. <laughs> and so, it, and so you expect them to start off looking like, oh yeah, that's that's why he, he, you know he's not used to all these blitzes. And, and he did. He started off looking like that. He really did. And then the, he ended up the year like gangbusters. I mean, it, it, the Kenny Pickett's last six, seven games are terrific. And and it's not it's not just because he didn't throw a lot of touchdown passes, didn't have to, but he threw very few interceptions. He had four game-winning drives. He managed the game very very well with use of timeouts and, and, and clock management. And he became the leader of that team. He became that guy that they've been looking for since Ben left. And so and then they went out and added to this team. I mean, this is a good football team because you're going to get T.J. Watt back healthy, right? We know Cam Hayward's a beast. How about this kid, Joey Porter Jr.? How about this kid, Joey Porter Jr.? That's such a good story, you know. But but uh, anyway, and, and George Pickens came in as a rookie wide receiver with, uh, you know, Pickett to Pickens, and they're going to grow up together and be really dynamic. And Deontay Johnson's a good one and traded for Allen Robinson. And so they've got – You'd like to see the usage of Najee Harris go down a little bit. Too many touches for you, a little, a little worrisome, the, the, most, the load that he carried. The most touches in the league – the most 694 touches that means 600 and about 800 bruises that's what it means yeah, okay yeah. so i would like to see him share the load a little bit more in the in the running back era but i also want to see him become more balanced run pass because this team you know, you know this team. You know, has is a, is capable of throwing the ball a little bit more often. What are they capable of doing in this AFC North? Because a lot of people have them pegged, slated fourth. You don't agree. What is the ceiling for the Steelers in this very, very difficult, potentially the most difficult division in all of football? It, yeah. What is the ceiling for them in the AFC North? Yeah, it might be the toughest division. Uh, you know, there's that AFC West is a bugger too. But uh, Cincinnati is one of the elite teams. We know that. As long as Joe Burrow's calf is healthy and he doesn't bother him this year, but they're a good football team. Baltimore's a good football team too. If Lamar is healthy, he just hasn't finished the last two seasons healthy. You know, because he, he runs so much, he takes so many hits. But um, I think the, I think the uh, Steelers are next. I think they're a little bit ahead of the Browns. The Browns are a good team. They're going to be better. <laughs> you know, and a lot of good quarterbacks in this. Sean Watson's going to be a heck of a lot better than he was last year too. And so very, very competitive. How about opening the season, Steelers hosting the Niners? Come on. That's the other one I was going to tell you earlier. You know, I know the Bills and Jets is a big one. But Niners at the, at the Steelers? That's a really good ooh, point. That's a, that's Circle a that one. one Don't overlook that one. You wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers win that game. No, I'm not. Because, because uh, a lot of the Niners didn't get a lot of work in the preseason. Um, they may or may not have Bosa. It's home It's it, for the Steelers. This team is uh, a, one of those Steeler kind of teams. It's a throwback blue-collar team that uh, that's not that I think is going to start fast this year. Translation, underestimate the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kenny Pickett at your own peril. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Steve Mariucci. And the last topic is guys not named Aaron Donald or Nick Bosa. It's a guy named Miles Garrett who 
Steve Mariucci might consider, let's see if he bites on this, shortlisting for Defensive Player of the Year. One, because he's a beast, but two, because he has a new partner in crime on that D-line for the Cleveland Browns, a young man by the name of Zadarius Smith. How does Zadarius Smith make Miles Garrett even more dangerous than he already is? Yeah, when you have one, if you have just one great pass rusher, well, there is an offensive coordinator that is trying to keep his quarterback healthy, right? And you do whatever you can do to minimize the damage that that one person can do, whether it's throw the ball quickly, run the football, chip him with a tight end, slide your protection to him, chip him with a running back. All of those things can be done if there's only one guy, even if he moves from side to side. But if you have two, if you have bookends, it's a it's pick your poison. It's you, you can't you can't chip and help on both sides. I mean, otherwise you're just two man routes. I mean, you so so somebody's going to come on us with a single, and so Zadarius Smith, you know, he was with the Vikings and then he, prior to that the Packers, good player, and you know Miles Garrett, 16 sacks last year. Uh, he's a terrific player. We had him at the Under Armour All American game and he was a beast in high school. Um, he's he's got a chance to be uh, one of those guys that. What did I write down here? The only Reggie White I had Reggie White in Green Bay. Speaking of two guys, we had Sean Jones on the other side. Now everybody in the world know about knows Reggie about White, Reggie White, but Sean Jones, it, a forgotten it, man. Forgotten man, and that guy is unbelievable. We played Moda together, Italian game. I'll teach you about that later. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, he's got a chance to be the, the the next guy to do it with ten sacks or more, five straight seasons in a row. Reggie White's the last guy that had done that. So this Miles Garrett guy is a beast. Yes, he is. All right, but the. The Zadarius Smith acquisition is really going to benefit him and both of them. Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett will face the champs, the Chiefs, at 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. While I'm thinking of it, let me just throw a couple of names and numbers <clears throat> your way. You can catch so many of the Week 3 preseason games right here on NFL Network. Patriots versus the Titans. That's Friday, 8.15 Eastern. That's tonight, 8.15 Eastern. Chargers and Niners, we referenced that game before. That is also tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. And then tomorrow, Saturday, three games on the network. Browns and Chiefs at 1 Eastern. Jets and Giants at 6. Very interested in that one. Rams and Broncos at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can watch all preseason week three games live, by the way, on NFL+. Plus. I want to thank today's very special guest, Steve Mariucci, for making time for us today. Coach, so glad to see you. All right. Can't wait for next time. You look great, brother. Thanks. Welcome back. And I want to invite the listener to join us on Monday when we will do a complete recap of the Week 3 preseason games, and we will dare to take our first look ahead to Week 1 of the regular season. But... A lot of decisions were made based on performances during week three of the preseason. Who secured themselves a roster spot? Who needs to secure himself alone because he won't be on an NFL team? We'll get to all the risers and, yes, the fallers, too, on Monday. Till then, take care of you, take care of your crew, and ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.